0: From the national pharmaceutical congress here is the npc podcast for may 12 2021 the npc podcast is about discussing and considering the purpose process and people of the pharma industry during the time of covid today we're continuing the healthcare conversation by answering questions from listeners just like you this program is presented in cooperation with imprez canada's next generation commercial partner The industry is rapidly evolving, and Imprez is designed to help you evolve with it. Learn more about Imprez-tailored best-in-class solutions at www.imprez.com. On today's podcast our guest is Micah Osinchuk. She's Managing Director of Western Management Consultants in Calgary. Your host is Peter Brenders. But first, here in our Toronto studio is Mitch Shannon, CEO of Chronicle Companies.
1: Leona, thanks. And thanks to listeners for that great feedback about last week's podcast when we kicked things off with a musical quiz. Because you liked it, let's try asking the same question again. So what does this song have to do with today's guest?
0: Have gun, will travel, reach the card of a man A knight without armor in a savage land
1: Ah, Paladin, Richard Boone. Our Western-based musical clue provides a theme for all hired guns everywhere. And one of the most respected Canadian names in management consulting is Western Management Consultants out in Alberta. What's it like being a hired gun to the life sciences business? WMC's Micah Austinchuk explains it all to Peter.
2: Welcome to the NPC Podcast. I'm Peter Brenders, your host. In our continuing look at the purpose, process, and people in pharma in Canada, This episode takes a look at career transitions for people, and in particular, we're going to talk about transitioning into consulting. This is for our listeners sitting there thinking, although my family may not believe it, I have some valuable expertise that can be of use to many. So how do you take your years of expertise and become the hired expert? This is what I'm going to explore with my guest today. Joining us from Calgary, Alberta, is Micah Ozencheck, Managing Director of Western Management Consultants. Welcome to the NPC Podcast, Micah.
3: Thanks for having me on, Peter.
2: Micah, for the last 20 years, you've been in leadership roles in the life sciences space from president of BioAlberta, the CEO of the Alberta Cancer Foundation, executive director of the Institute for Reconstructive Sciences and Medicine, and even a vice president at the Alberta Research Council. And yet, a few years ago, you left your CEO job running an organization to become an advisor to many. He became a consultant. So I got to ask, why?
3: (laughs) Well, I don't know if hired expert is uh, quite the right term, probably more like the hired help. For me, Peter, it was a really deliberate choice uh, at a point in my career. I've always made lots of transitions, as you've just listed off the various roles that I've played. I've always taken a really service based approach to my career, whether it's in service of, member companies, in service of patients, donors. And so I saw consulting as an opportunity to carry forward that service mindset and to be able to do it with a wider variety of clients and in a wider variety of ways.
2: How was the change? I mean, what was better than expected?
3: I love variety. So that's been amazing. The opportunity to work across many different industries that maybe I hadn't had an opportunity to touch on previous in my career, you know, working with the energy industry, travel and tourism industries has been absolutely phenomenal. And having that chance to bring a very different mindset and perspective on industries that I hadn't uh, had that opportunity in before has been really great.
2: Consulting, help me understand the difference between consulting and, and working for a whole bunch of different clients and having working within an organization with a more singular mission, if you will.
3: You know, I keep using the word variety, but it really, it's that opportunity to focus on some very particular things with clients. It's not looking at the whole organization necessarily and, and having that responsibility for the people, for the p for stakeholder relationships. It's having that chance to really hone in on what the client wants and needs and be able to help them find their way through it. You know, my approach is always that companies know their business best. And so I don't come in with a predetermined idea or an out of box solution for them but rather really looking at leveraging what they know about their industry, what they know about their company, and helping them find the best path through to a solution, whatever the issue is.
2: So let me come at it another way then in terms of the life of a consultant. So you think about sort of interesting things from the positive perspective as a consultant. So, But what was worse than expected going from working in a company, in an organization to being a consultant? What was worse than what you expected?
3: You know, I I went in with my eyes fairly wide open, so I'm not sure worse than expected, but I'd say that there isn't necessarily a rhythm in the consulting business, right? It can be yesterday, 10 companies called me and want my help, but a month before there was nobody. And so you really have to get into a comfortable place with the fact that there isn't rhythm that there's going to be times when you're really, really busy and times when you're not so busy. And I've actually found that to be quite helpful for achieving a better work-life balance, because when I don't have lots of work, you know what? I, I take the time and focus on the things that are important to me personally. When I do have lots of work, I'm full in.
2: You're listening to Micah Ozenczyk, Managing Director of Western Management Consultants. Okay, so you joined a firm on that one. So do you think you would have had the same experience had you started out consulting as an independent rather than joining a firm?
3: Absolutely not. My rationale for joining a firm, first of all, was to be able to work with people that I liked. That's always been very important to me. The second thing was understanding where my gaps are or the, you know, where I don't have expertise and being able to access other resources in a firm that could help fill my customers' needs. Even if it's not me, that there's somebody else that can be helpful to that customer. And then finally, joining the firm, you know, WMC is 45 years old. It's one of the oldest boutique consulting firms in the country. And so being able to come into a firm that has such a good reputation for serving its customers was really important to me.
2: All right, So you, you talked about sort of bringing that expertise in a firm that has a lot of different expertise. So how did you decide what your specific expertise is? I mean, you've done a lot of different things. And I look at your career and you've, you've talked about in terms of the research centers, the life sciences, the plan giving, the whole bit. So like, how do you decide this is what I'm selling? And not Sarah saying coming up with the answer is like, well, I can do anything.
3: Well, you know, I've always considered myself a bit of a generalist as somebody who you know if i don't know how to do something then i'm going to learn as i said i come to my clients with the understanding that they know their business best and so it's more about learning to ask the right questions so that i can fully understand what they need and so you know in my practice i focus on strategy on governance on operations on helping companies optimize operations on helping them to navigate change. Change communications, stakeholder management, all of those kinds of things are, are the places where I really love to work. But that said, there's also been a lot of new areas that I've dived into with my clients and helped learn along the way. So help them learn and I've learned and really done it lockstep with them.
2: So how do you manage the imposter syndrome? Yeah, I mean, you're learning with your clients along the way, like how you point you sort of step back. It's like, geez, they're paying me and I don't really know this stuff. Like, how do you manage your way through that?
3: You know, you know me, I'm pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm not shy to say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how to do that, but I can find somebody who does. So so that's the first thing. It's not about me as a consultant, it's about making sure that my clients' needs are met. I happen to think a little bit of imposter syndrome is really important. If you don't have it, you end up not asking the right questions. You end up having a lot of hubris and you're not able to serve your clients. If you don't have that questioning a little bit, you know, I've always said people that don't have that imposter syndrome might actually be psychopaths.
2: (laughs) Okay. Good to know. We got the quote for the day on that one. (laughs) Let me, let me ask you a question about sort of, what do you miss about, you know, your pre-consulting life? Is there, are there some aspects of just being an employee? Like, what do you miss it on that?
3: I do miss leading a team, right. And, and helping people grow and develop. I'm still doing it. It's just in a very different way. And so I can still find those opportunities, you know, whether it's a CEO who needs coaching, you've got a team that needs to be led through a change process. I still have that opportunity to do that, but you know, it's very much in a different way than when I did lead organizations.
2: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about sort of pandemic life. I mean, what has it done to your consulting business? What's changed?
3: Oh, you know, I think everybody's changed, right? And I would say from all of the discussions I've had with colleagues in this business, the pandemic has created a great opportunity. Because most organizations are realizing that what got us here isn't going to get us there. And so that opportunity to have that cold third set of eyes to look at your situation, to help you define very different ways of doing business, whether it's your operating model, you know, whether it's your your resourcing, your strategy overall, I think companies are really taking that opportunity to look at, do we need to make some significant changes? And having that outside expertise is a real opportunity. So, you know, I found in my particular practice that I'm busier than ever. And I suspect as we climb out of this pandemic, we're not going to go back to business as usual. We're going to see that companies that are successful are looking to change. And that's a great opportunity
2: you're listening to the NPC Podcast. I'm Peter Brenders, your host. So just on that, I'm just trying to think about the business of consulting. You said you're busier than ever. So did life in the pandemic, because of that one, sort of drive to more demand for consulting help to navigate through that one? And, And what about sort of clients? I mean, you're obviously not going to offices, making the pitch anymore. So how has that changed?
3: We we saw a lot of companies, and particularly here in Alberta, obviously, in the energy industry, starting way before the pandemic, is, uh, you know, a lot of downsizing. So kind of, I would say, May last year, companies were starting to do voluntary retirement, all of those sorts of things. And then as they got to the end of the year, I think there was this realization that, oh, my gosh, we had all these things we said we were going to do. And we've been so busy dealing with the day-to-day reality of just, you know, making sure our people can work from home, making sure that, that our business continues. I kind of thought, hmm, we got some things we've got to do and, we're, and we don't necessarily have the internal resources to do it. So it's cost effective to bring in an external resource. So I've definitely found that. Business development's definitely more challenging, but, you know, I've always been somebody that's kept in close touch with my own network. And that's definitely uh, continues to be my approach. And you might not be able to go for coffee with somebody, but I can do a quick Zoom call and just what's keeping you up at night? What are the challenges that you're having? And, you know, why don't I think about that? And I'll come back to you, you know, tomorrow or the next day. And, with a couple of thoughts and you know, maybe we can find a way through.
2: All right, so let's set the stage then for some of our budding consultants that are listening in right now. Let's help them take a sober look at what they may see as Micah's glamorous consulting life. So (laughs) give me three questions that they need to ask themselves before deciding to become a consultant.
3: I think the first one is, is this just a stop on the way to the next employment gig? which is fine, you know, people go through that transition, go from one job into consulting, and then they find their next employment. It's not bad. It just changes the way that you might look at developing your business and the level of commitment. So I think you really have to understand, are you in this for the long term? Or is this a short stop? Because it will, it will change how you approach it. I would also say, can you let the client lead? I had a mentor say to me once, you know, Micah, if you go into consulting, you're probably, you know, having led organizations, you're going to probably go in and say, ah, I see the problem and I know what you need to do. And the reality is, is that, you know, if you're really going to be effective and help clients change, you need to help them come to that solution. You need to not predetermine what the end point is going to be. And I think that's really important, especially for people who have been in executive leadership roles, is to take yourself out of that leadership. I'm making decisions, I'm problem solving, and actually find that path to work with the client to get to that desired end stage. A third question that folks should ask, who do you want to work with? I think is important. So you asked the question about being an independent consultant versus joining a firm. There are lots and lots of lone wolves out there that do a fabulous job with their consulting business. And lots of people like me who prefer to work with other consultants. And so I think you need to ask yourself, am I more comfortable doing my own thing and going out doing my own BD? Or do I really like working with others. That'll help guide you in your decision about whether you take off as an independent or you join a firm.
2: We have been listening to Micah Ozenczyk, Managing Director of Western Management Consultants on the NPC podcast. Thank you for listening.
1: Micah and Peter, thank you. You can learn more about WMC on their website at wmc.ca. And if you have questions or comments about today's conversation, let's have them. You have lots of ways to connect with us. Start by direct message on Twitter at 2021NPC or send an email to health at chronicle.org. And if you're feeling wild and crazy, attach a voice clip to your message and you might just hear yourself during an upcoming episode. Our comment line is always open at 647-873-6995. Hey, do you know what day today is? It's the date of the National Pharma Congress Spring Webinar, which gets underway at 11 Eastern Daylight Time. You can catch Brian Heath of Amgen, Marissa Poole of Sanofi, and Eileen McMahon of Tories on the theme of navigating pharma's post-COVID roadmap. There's still time to sign up at www.pharmacongress.info, and it's free thanks to our sponsors. Why not share today's podcast with your colleagues? Find it at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, stitcher spotify or wherever you get your podcasts the npc podcast is presented in cooperation with imprez canada's next generation commercial partner visit them at www.imprez.com i'm mitch shannon of chronicle companies and i've got to get moving if i'm going to get over to the national pharma congress by 11 a.m your podcast producer is jeremy Visser. the announcer was leona drohan The musical theme is once again performed by the NPC Podcast Orchestra under the direction of Maestro Alejandro Milbrook. I'll catch up with you at the National Pharma Congress webinar in just a few hours, and we'll talk to you again on the next NPC Podcast.